Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Well, I guess that's one of the things we'll be talking about today. Um, Ashwin, here we are on the uh, Super Rugby AU Final um, minor 10 Cup Round 2 and Parapharmal Cup Round 3 review. Starting off with a joke with who's there? 
Never mind. Um, the, so yeah, so um, I'll be honest, I didn't see the Super, the, uh, Super AU farm because well, at least I only saw that last time I was driving back from Rotorua. Um, I thought that the momentum of the last couple of weeks was with the Reds, but a couple of injuries um, coming into this game. Yeah, you might want to go over the injuries. First, because like I didn't know who the injured players were. So if you got these, oh, I put him on the spot. Hospital pass, <laughs> boom, I'm always into him. <laughs> um, I forgot who they were now. Uh, I just remember them. I remember that being some of the comments from people like Red Roberts, who is on the, um, um, uh, who is on the, what's going to call it, uh, on Twitter. Red Roberts was mentioning there look, that they, they had got some, um, uh, some, some players were missing. I'm trying right. To, so, but. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. Well, while he's looking up that, then I, I did see the game. It said um, it was probably a classic tight battle, really, a finals battle. Wasn't, I wouldn't say it was supremely free flowing. Um, the Brumbies probably making the better decisions with what ball they did have versus the Reds and really sort of the errors coming into the Reds games. Um, so I, I think that cost them. I mean, when you look towards that. Uh, the final 10, which Paul saw, and you know, that 20, in fact, even half hour. The Reds were sort of quite deep in the uh, Brumbies' half for most of that, but they just couldn't convert. Even the commentator saying, Look, the Re the Brumbies aren't going to win this game because they were ahead that stage, I think, by five, maybe maybe a bit more. But they said the Reds aren't going to win this game if they don't score again. Well, they didn't need to, but that was because the Reds kept making mistakes. Um, you know, oh, there was one with one of the driving walls, I remember, right towards the end, and it's just like, yeah, look, they just needed more control, more composure, uh, patience, and uh, all those cliched words. And they probably could have actually tipped the Brumbies over, but yeah, probably just the lack of because um, it is a young squad. The the Reds, a supremely young squad. So I suppose it's um, that 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 made quite a difference in the end. Yeah, and for a Brumbies team that really I, during the first part of the season before lockdown, we were like, okay, they're clearly the best team in Australia, they really haven't hit their straps um, during since. I mean, look, they got the results, they top the table, deserve it. But yeah. they weren't putting great teams away in the way that we yeah. thought they would do. Yeah. Um, and I guess, I guess, again, in this. And even in this, five, so they did. Five, yeah, and they did score the classic try from a rolling ball. Um, but um, they only won. They didn't do it multiple times. So that was a bit strange, too. So it's like they had the opportunity to. But then, you know, you go back, even with um, rugby gold, when they started, um, those first few rounds, they got quite a lot of tries from um, the old um, driving more from five metres out, Kenny from corner. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they did. Um, just have to digress for a second there. Um, so we've got the accommodation in the South Island sorted. We just need airfares now, okay? Yeah, well, we've got accommodation now sorted. I think I can probably um, get get one of the, the I reckon, Tasman would put this up. Um, we've got the place in, in Dunedin now. Yeah. And, I've, uh, and, and, I'm, and I'm sure that um, um, Paul Blake will be up in uh, Invercargill. So that's that's three out of the four, four locations. Yeah. Um, so um, so there. Yeah, so yeah, absolutely. I thought, yeah, James O'Connor was standing too deep. Um, but it's almost like because he had, he's, he's quite a. I mean, like, I mean, I, I remember early in the season, I thought he's going pretty well. And it's just like, oh, you know, you. It sort of might, might. I mean, it's very long odds, but you know, look, could look likely in a gold jersey. But he stands so deep because he needs that time because he's actually really slow at executing. The he's someone who seems to blow hot and cold. He has some games where I think he's going to break into a bit of Katy Perry. The <laughs> um, he has some games where you're kind of like, oh yeah, now I understand why everyone, why why, uh, why Australia is so Australia is so uh, kind of uh, wrapped on him because yeah, he. he he, run, he, he takes it to the line, puts in some wonderful passes, really runs the game well. And then there are other games where he just goes, you know, the wet weather game against him and Tamua was an absolute horror of a game. Um, where both, neither, neither fly half could actually control yeah. the game. Yeah, uh, yeah he's, he's, an, he's, a, he's an attacking player, fly half. He's not a controlling one. And yeah, that means that some, some games, when he's got front football, great. When he hasn't, can. Uh, yeah, yeah, can be a bit of a problem for him, especially standing deep. Well, if you're gonna, yeah, but that's he's probably he's standing deep because he's getting slow ball. Yeah, right. That's one of these yeah, things. Sure, sure. Whereas if he's getting front football, he's running onto it much more, taking much more to the line. Yeah, he's um, getting slow ball and he's even got Ruru as a half. Oh dear. 
He's already jumped onto the last game of the weekend. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Um, anyway, I mean, like, you know, well done by Brumbies um, to, to chalk it up. Oh, yeah, they were going favourites at home and everything, and they they um, got the job done. Um, it, it's quite funny watching the, the commentator sheepishly saying that, oh, it's the first time that the Brumbies have won the Super Rugby Trophy since 1908. <laughs> Because it was a real Super Rugby competition. Yeah, Not, sure. 1908 or 2008? Yeah. <laughs> 1908. Yeah. Exactly. 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 Got something um, in the protein cabinet, um, not dust. You can only beat the team, the players. You can only beat the teams you've got up against. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so well done to them. Oh, and saying that, you know, like we, we talked about this a few weeks ago um, when <clears throat> I think we were still on round robin phase of uh, uh, rugby gold, and um, you, know, you, you can see. I, I actually think that you know, we've talked about there's enough players in that rugby gold competition to make a good world league team. Um, you know. Maybe first five still got a bit of a question mark on them and around, um, um, you know, experience, yeah. a, a good yeah. experienced player. But when you look across the board, they've got some good players that, again, we need, they need 23 guys for a match day 2020. We've got players such as Maserani um, being left out. Yeah. You know, look, there's definitely a. Um, there's what a shocker. Sorry, but that's a shocker. Anyway, carry um, on. There's, there's, there's clearly enough t- enough players for a decent um, decent world squad. Now, yeah. look, as you say, it's not an experienced one. But one reason we've been saying about Australia is that their under 20s, under 21s, this high school stuff over the past two or three years has been much stronger. So it's not going to be an experienced one of these side. Um, but look, it's good for the next one we walk up or the one after. Um, that it's, um, it's, it's it's really good to see the upcoming coming through. Yeah. Um, I think it's really good actually. Be playing against each other in competitive games rather than going up against experienced things um, and getting yeah, teams yeah, are getting yeah, yeah. or having to travel all the way from South Africa, being totally jet lagged, walking walking on the pitch, going which way is up and getting thumped as well. So look, I think I, I, I think Super Rugby AU has been a good thing for Australia rugby next year. Yes, absolutely. And we just don't know what form Super Rugby is going to take next year. The um, oh, who knows? Who knows? Um, so but that's for another show. That is for another show. And driving uh, more on Monday nights at the moment. At the moment, yes, <laughs> we may be we may be able to do the schedule shake up, folks. But, don't, um, um, but, uh, but 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 not yet. So yeah, so I think we've got some look a decent um, uh, say a de- a, yeah a, a good Venezuela Cup series coming up. Um, as, as yeah, as yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd love to think. I think I, I still think this is it. The only question mark is around that first five, and it's probably around experience rather than actually ability. And you know, we know that the um, All Blacks, if they get an inexperienced first five, they will go and put that first five under pressure. Well, yeah, that'd be the goal, the game, part of the game plan where we get put them under pressure. Yeah. Um, so, so it'll be, be interesting to see how, how that, uh, yeah. It's going to be interesting, yeah, well, how, how they've really slept inside, etc. Um, but we're looking forward to that. Anyway, that's not the show for tonight. Tonight we're supposed to be talking about rugby. So let's wind back um, and uh, talk get about... Get in our DeLorean. We're going to get in our DeLorean, DeLorean and go back in time. And let's go back and we'll, go, we'll, we'll move to my 10 cup and we'll go back to, um, to Friday night. Friday night's a great night for football. I don't remember a song like that at all. Um, so Friday night, um, Tasman versus Northland. Um, hey, hey, boy, um, bit of a wake up call for for um, oh, really? Oh, it's just disappointing, you know. I'm watching that game, and it's like oh, we we know what the result was going to be. Tasman was going to win the game, we know that. But I'm just disappointed with the, um, the the way that Northland approached that game in terms of you know just try. They had a bit more composure, you know, and uh, instead of just willy-nilly sort of throw the ball around, but just at times in particular, they just kept them getting them under pressure. Yeah, but I think part of that is that they went behind, right? So they were chasing the game. So what you for, for these games to be um, more interesting to watch, you need the underdog to have a good start in the first twenty. Yeah, true. They didn't. They were twelve nil down by twenty minutes. Yeah, and from there on inwards, they knew they were chasing the game. So you had players like. Um, I think again, unfortunately, I don't think um, the Freddie Ranger had a good game. I think he was he, again. He was trying to. He was trying, trying to. Put, he didn't have Jack Goody there. He was trying to put the team on his shoulders and trying to 
trying to carry the team and, and then trying to do too much and then you can come off. Um, simple things well uh, as they... Um, yeah, I mean, how many, how many teams are going to learn, um, well, you know, Nocturnal Rights talking about the old kicking. It's just like, um, we'll, we'll come to a few other games too, where kicking is just atrocious. It's just like, you're, you're trying to put your team in trouble, but, you know, the kicking by Northwood, you don't, I mean, counties did it the week before to that person as well, right? You don't, you don't give them the ball like that. If you're going to kick, it has to be accurate, and it has to be to the right places on the ground. Yeah, you don't just aimlessly kick down the ground. Now, um, there's going to be a big difference next week because you're not going to be you're not going to be kicking to um, Reese <laughs> Jordan Jordan because they're going to be off with the All Blacks. Yeah. Um, so you've only got Talia and David. They need to kick to. Yeah. When do when do they when do they yeah, but, um, when do they um, uh, announce the extra players? Uh, I've not heard. Yeah, I, I haven't heard anything there either. Because so, yeah. I, I wouldn't expect the extra players are needed for the Bledisloe Cup game in New Zealand. But right. I wouldn't so, be surprised, you know, the way the All Blacks operate, hey, look, 50 players to Japan, um, that they pick the 10 or 12 players, whatever it is, and then bring them into camp. I mean, you're probably possibly looking at a lose the Havili coming into camp. I, I don't think so. I, I, okay. I don't think the All Blacks want Havili. Okay. Why? why? I'm I'd say like that. Really? He could be watching and get upset. Uh, I, I love him. I think he's <laughs> correct. Please marry me, David. <laughs> um, there we go. You, you, you are wonderful. Um, no, I look fantastic player. I, in any other country, he's, a, he's, in, the, he's in the match day 15. Yeah. Um, in New Zealand, the All Blacks coaches don't like him. Yeah, right. Otherwise, he would have been in the he would have been in the squad much more frequently. Um, the, so, yeah, no, I think he's a fantastic player. Very versatile. Perfect for this kind of situation where he can play centres. He can play first five if needed. Um, he can play the back three positions. Um, perfect for an extra, for, for, for a World Cup player. I think for this kind of stuff. Yeah. You'd think that they'd, they'd love it, but but no, for some reason they don't. They, for some reason they don't rate him. So, but just going back to the um, Talia and then Havili at the back of them. But I, I don't, you know, you, you can kick back to Talia. I think you can kick back to Talia safely. He's a power player, so he's going to run it straight up. He's not a twinkle toe. We'll find that he'll slide through laps like a little Jordan, you know, or the twinkle toes like Sebel Reese. So he's the power player, more, um, you know, sort of taking it forward. You know, sort of thing. I, I don't yeah, expect him to twinkle toes and turn the ball. No, and it's not. Okay, he would have had again Jordan and Reese running up his shoulder. Um, yeah, yeah he did exactly, the exactly. Yeah, the power player that takes it into the tackle draws two guys and then offloads through Jordan off his shoulder. So and yeah, then so he puts in the three. He puts. Yeah, <laughs> he shoots from downtown. Down. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm. So um, the so yeah, so we're going to have so so it's going to be so it's going to be to see how Tasman go from here on. Um, I personally thought the hit on Gregory was a cheap shot. I mean, I've injured after that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, That's there. That. that should have been more than what what happened on that in that game. Did it? Did it get a penalty? Did it? Didn't even get a penalty. No. The the commentators are like, oh, he's allowed to hold his ground, but he's not allowed to put his shoulder in. Yeah, exactly. So he so leans he, over and puts his shoulder in. Puts his shoulder in. So that. And he takes the player uh, out. So I mean, like there was a, a net effect out of it as well. It's just like, what? What are they? What? What are the officials watching? Um, good, good point in here. Um, now I'm not going to name names, <laughs> but his name you know. No, no. But you, you, you put here that um, the entry point is not being policed like before, uh, and uh, stand, sitting next to the um, various coaches box with empty grounds means you get to hear every single word they shout. And entry is one they're shouting a lot. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's disappointing though because we saw the effects. And then actually going back to the uh, rugby goal match, um, that was actually that the um, I know um, Cornflakes likes calling him Angus Carton, and he did give a card in the game. Um, this is officiating at the break that was awesome, but you know, and we saw with our own Super Rugby at uh, uh the um, breakdown and being police, especially early days, um, and and the effect that it had on the game was positive, and it's just like, and now we're going to wide a team where it's getting willy nilly, and especially in the last few games we've seen that. Particular, where it's just like the policing is just a joke, and players are coming in from all angles. It's disappointing. Now, on defence, you sometimes get called in it, but on attack, you don't. Yeah. Generally, is, is is how it goes. Um, and yeah, attackers on the whole can come in from the side, which is not good. It's it's bad to be honest with you. Um, and let's be honest, one of the things it's been like about two or three, about three seasons ago, I think they actually started policing putting the ball in straight at the scrum for about three games, and then they stopped for three weeks, and then they stopped. It's kind of like what we've got here again. 
they, they went hard with it at the beginning of Super Rugby. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, a few whistles. And everyone's like, we actually quite like this. We like it. And then they slack it off again, which is just oh, really it's a, just which is disappointing. Isn't it? And yeah. then the things that it's just like, you know, when they the players change, the players, and then they obviously they, they'll try it on. You ping them, they don't like it. We're still going with that. And no, we won't. And like, you look at, so the way that you put a ball into the scrum these days is you go to the, the your team's on the right. I hope that's showing up on the right. I'm pointing to my right anyway. And so you stand to the left of the tunnel and you go put it into the middle. And therefore it goes into the middle, but obviously you're putting it on the angle well, no, and it comes back towards your hooker. Because they, they, they've changed the laws now so that your, your left shoulder yep. has to be in line with the middle. So, yep. so you're, you're already over your side of the scrum. Well, I said, then you feed it. No, well, no, because today I saw like, um, I don't know, this isn't, here we go, Perinara, I just sort of think, you know, is it like, you can see he's, he's standing on, the opposition start side of halfway of the tunnel and then feeding it on the angle. So you know, it's, it's like what they do at the lineouts too. They do that at the lineouts too. They'll they'll stand on the opposition side a little bit and then they'll throw it. So you're angling it. It's, it's going down the middle, but it's on a trajectory towards your side. And, part, and TJ's one might be actually um, again one of the things we're seeing a lot at the scrum times is 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 is, is, is a um, is the, the fight of the little men. Because both scrum halves trying to trying to fight and block each other to get oh. which, which is, The halfback has to yeah. stay behind the ball. He can't go past the opposition halfback either. Really? Well, he's so, not supposed to beat him. Well, okay, they do that, right? So right. They get around and say, "Hey, yeah. I'm behind the ball. I'm standing. I'm, yeah. I'm allowed to stand there." So, I'm, I'm, but they're doing it. So, yeah, so you end up in this battle. So, part of what TJ might be doing is, you know, if I stand further their side, I'm forcing him further away. Which gives my number eight more time to pick up the ball and go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and you're so talking so about in that pack. Sorry, I was thinking so when he goes around trying to push the halfback out. Oh, yeah, but, uh, yeah but, so they, but that's why he's doing it. So the other halfback can't get round. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so the, these are all li- these are all these minor things. Micro moments. They're going to add up um, to, make things, um, to make things better. Anyway, um, we've got to roll along, eh? True. Um, so, yeah, Tasman, Big Northland, no surprise. Really? Let's be, let's be, let's be blunt. Shocked. Not shocked. Not shocked. Moving on then um, from from that one, um, Waikato versus um, North Harbour, um, 41-19. Uh, sorry, I didn't tell you, Tasman was uh, 54-21. Um, 41-19 for, um, uh, for Waikato North versus North Harbour. Um, I was surprised. I was shocked because I thought that North Harbour would be better. But in saying that, how well did that Waikato team do? The week before against Wellington really did clean them up a bit. And then really sort of well comfortable enough against Harbour. Okay, where Waikato are, are, are going well um, at the moment is with a combination of Dane McKenzie and Antonella Brown um, with uh, Quinta Pyre uh, just basically cutting open back lines, um, which um, which is a major content, a major thing by way of cops up there, eh? After but um, the uh, um, but the so uh, you got to wonder yet. Yeah, Waikato, fantastic first two weeks. How are they going to cope without uh, Dave McKenzie and Anton Brown's yeah. magic? Um, they've got some good players coming, but they've not got players of that level. Well, I, to me, it feels like there's a base being laid by the forwards, though. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and and the other thing is that you know you, you've left out, I think, quite a, uh, a a magic find for them in Xavier Road, the halfback, mm-hmm. right? And um, he's very energetic very energetic and he's always in the game. You know, he's always he's popping up, he's popping up. Very Aaron Smith almost you might say. Whereas Aaron Smith doesn't necessarily get he's always there to get the ball distribution. That's a, that's a key thing. You so, might snipe every now and then, but Xavier Rowe seems to be like sniping quite a bit as well as getting to the run. Yeah, so Xavier Rowe two tries in two games. Um or did he get two in this game actually maybe three in two games. Anyway, yeah, definitely um definitely uh, he scored just two. Um the funny thing is that Xavier Rowe um, was considered the second best halfback in this squad coming into the season. So, um, the first, the first, I know, who was the first? The guy coming off the another young guy. Who oh, another young guy, okay. Really much the same as Xavier does. Um, so, yeah. but Xavier's got a little bit more experience. Oh, um, right. And Xavier's really been showing uh, that, yeah, he's, he's done well. Uh, he also went down to Taranaki to come back to Waikato, which is home ground, uh, home, home ground province, playing yeah. really, really well. Um, but so they don't lose anything when he goes off because the next guy comes on. Also played well, doesn't have the same experience. Um, perhaps a young fella, slight, perhaps a slight drop, but not much. Um, so yeah, like, um, yeah, you're right. Yeah, good, good forward pack, good quick delivery, yeah. um, and 
you're going to you're going to get results. So um, it helped that they <laughs> they jumped out to a 26 0 lead. Uh, watch out that far. Harbour didn't have a chance going back. Uh, Sam Ward was um, not happy after that game. Head over to uh, New Zealand Sports Radio Facebook page to hear his post-match interview. Um, and uh, no, I mean he was very good. But I mean uh, Sam has been fantastic. He's one of those guys I can always get an interview with. But this one, the first time seeing him go, what are you going to ask me? And it was kind of like, well, okay, yeah, you're, you're, he's angry. He was expecting some tough questions. Um, that's not my style of interviewing, um, as you'll see. Um, but yeah, he was not happy. They were, they were not happy with how they performed um, in that game. Um, let's be honest. Um, so big win there. I was then in the car driving down to Rotorua, so I missed the um, the uh, Rampoli Shield game, which oh, was cracker. absolute. Yeah, I, game of the round, I suppose, isn't it? Really? I mean, you know, um, Taranaki, um, they got some good bounce of the ball happening for them to get their three three tries. I mean, I forgot the young fella's name that scored the, the uh, that first try, but was it a pass from Lachlan Boucher, probably player of the, well, well, I think it was a um, player of the match, um, but, you know, a ball that the young fella tries to get his hands on, no, realises how good is this, the thinking of the lad, thinking of the lad, see, I'm getting old, I'm calling the lad, the thinking of the lad, he realises he's not going to get his hands to it, so he pulls his hands away and kicks the ball ahead, and then he gets the rub of the green and it bounces away from um, Bridge, I think it was, no, it was um, Josh McKay, bounces a little bit away from him and he's able to Get in the hands and run away and score. So, um, oh, yeah. I, I, I get why you can't run with the young guys in that game. Yeah. Because what? Kipkin. Ratu, Ratu, Kini, and then the, the rest of the names on the screen. Oh, right. Um, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's why. That's why, yes. But, well, but anyway, it's like, yeah, so they got some good tries in early, and um, Canterbury did look a bit um, frazzled. I, I thought they they lost a bit of structure. Um, even Richie Moana, um Sort of not making mistakes, but the, just the um, execution of some of the skill set, which we know, you know during Super Rugby, are just so pinpoint. And um, he was off, off on his execution on a few things as well. So, but as expected, as we know, we were always the Canterbury side comes back into the game. Um, you know, I, I honestly thought Canterbury were going to roll over the top of Taranaki um, in that second half because. I made a comment um, online, I can't remember Twitter or Facebook, and it's just like, it just didn't feel like the uh, Taranaki defence had uh, enough um, speed. And that they they did seem quite slow, and the the, um, the, the defence wasn't coming up. They're actually being quite passive and letting Canterbury come to them. And obviously, you let a Canterbury side come to you, and you see this with Tasman, obviously with the, the two Crusaders franchises and the way they operate. They get metres, they get metres forward. So... Generally, what you're speaking, wanting, your defence comes up quick and you stop them at the advantage line, if not before the advantage line. Well, Canterbury's getting to the advantage line and making two, three, four metres out uh, past it, so getting that roll on effect. And it sort of felt like it was a matter of time, but somehow, I, don't, I honestly, watching the game, don't know how, Taranaki stayed in that game, probably off the back of Lachlan Boucher turnovers. It was just like, you know, it felt like, even even as a um, obviously you know you're you're supporting the underdogs in these scenarios and you're sort of sort of waiting two three ruck go by it's like oh well, she should be free to come in and snap on the next one <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah it was like that so yeah, it was quite a surprise and then the oh you know classic shield game Canterbury did get in the in front in the end and then Geordie comes along and bangs one out from you know about 40, 48, 46 meters out. To get them a couple of points ahead, or we'll a point ahead, point and, and then it was like you know to finish the game with Canterbury basically ten out from the line and putting pressure on, and the um, the Naki boys were able to get that turnover and and a little bit of I actually was saying to Aiden, my son, while we're watching the game, take the scrum. There was about a minute, minute and a half left. Take the scrum. The scrum takes a minute to set, right? These days, right? Takes a minute to scrum. Got thirty seconds to to basically you know try and kill off. Yep. And um, no, they tapped the ball. <laughs> We're waiting for a kick and a touch, and they tapped the ball. Bowden Barrett passes it, and they do, uh, I don't know, about eight. Was, that last minute and a half seemed to go a lot longer that way. Um, and they went phase after phase, and finally ball out the back, and Bowden Barrett kicks it down to. There's, to be fair, there, there has been some questionable decision making in a, a number of games this weekend. Yep. And that sounds like one of them. Was that the kick? Where'd you say? 
scrum or pick it out. Oh, down. yeah, the scrum was the scrum because the necky scrum seemed to be pretty much on. Yeah, so yeah, so, yeah, so tap and go there. Yeah, not okay. Look, the result worked right. Okay, it came yeah. they, they, but not necessarily the best, um, the best choice really um, to um, to do that. No, I mean, like to, to be honest, when I, mean, I was calling for the scrum, but I didn't. When they took the tap, I was like, oh, that's not a bad idea. It's just that you're going to go th- go through those phases, and you have to be very accurate, right? Yep. You get one wrong, and it's a penalty going the other way. Um, you're just going to collapse a little bit too early in your screw. You got a penalty. So yeah, they got it very accurate. They did get it right. Um, there was no questionable. Oh, that they've gone down and sealed the ball off. Um, so I think uh, that was yeah, um, pretty good. So um, so yeah. So moving on from that one, then um, the just to kind of point uh, Taranaki will have to defend against Otago next weekend uh, without. The, um, without the barrels, the barrels. So that's yeah, going to be interesting. Um, can they hold on to it? Will they He's going to kick that 50 meter penalty. Will they lose it on their first defence like they have done so many times before? Have they? Oh, I was not aware of that. I'm pretty sure they've, they've, they've lost it on the first a couple of times um, before. Okay. So, um, so yeah, so uh, be interesting. Um, that, see how that some of that goes. Uh, obviously, Otago took a bit off. Um, gone blank. Who did they take it off? They took it off. Um, Otago. Uh, Waikato. Um, yeah. A couple of seasons ago, right? Yeah. So they uh, yeah, broke held, the drought. Uh, held it over the summer and, and lost it first game as well. So uh, we, we could be seeing uh, the Open Shield on a bit of a merry-go-round, which I think is a good thing. Oh, we, we you know rugby fans in New Zealand generally like to see the Open Shield go around. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it's one, funny you basically one, one or two defenses, nice. But get yeah, that, exactly. That yeah. And, and and the interesting thing there is is like there's basically although three centres that seem to be stuck. In. Yeah, which is why we get yeah. yeah. Basically, lose it before you get to play Auckland, Canterbury, or Wellington. That's basically the idea. Is what you need to do. Yeah, don't don't let Auckland, Canterbury, or Wellington. Well, to be fair, title challenge. To be fair, hasn't been stuck in Auckland for a while. I think Pat Lamb, when Pat Lamb was coach, was the last time I was stuck in Auckland. But definitely, Auckland, Waikato, and Canterbury are Waikato. Yeah, Waikato. Yeah, Waikato. Yeah, actually had a history of a good reigns, basically, or having it for over the summer, in particular, and that sort of thing. So. Yeah, just, just, just trying to, just trying to, so, what I'm probably just trying to bring this up. So, yeah. I'll, I'll show you some research while I'm yeah. here on the next game. So, Bay of Plenty versus um, Southland um, here. Um, 14 all at half time. Look, Southland really showing that they have improved this year. They beat, they beat Sports Bay last weekend in a fighting game here with Bay of Plenty. Now, Bay of Plenty perhaps not looking as strong as they did last year when they got promoted. Um, obviously, that loss against Taranaki. Um, but um, we just seen the turnout can turn over uh, Canterbury. So clearly, look, the Naki better than better than we were perhaps expecting. Um, so the um, so yeah, so so Bay of Plenty, um, so so Southland yeah, keeping themselves um, in it. Um, in fact, we're leading in that first half. Um, Triple T, um, uh, dummy and go was uh, was was um, what got me to that yellow card to um, which meant that we got Jason Buckledge. Um, the uh, the geriatric uh, the player who's he's not oh, as old geriatric. <laughs> God, he's, what, he's, he's, okay, the oldest player ever to have played super. Um, uh, uh, is actually the oldest. Yeah. Oh wow. Definitely, yeah. definitely in the professional era anyway. Yeah. Um, but um, yes. So no, not finding the results of the information yeah. I'm fine. Okay. Um, so and, and look, and they, and they were right down to the end. They uh, they 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 they're bashing away at the um, Bay of Plenty line and could have won this one. So great to come out of this. So they've come out of this now with a win and a losing bonus point. The first two games, Southland tracking well comparatively. Okay, I mean, as Paul said, and I agree, is that we don't want to turn this the show tonight into rip bashing, but oh boy, Southland's got to feel ripped off for the last quarter, or you know, when they were doing a driving wall and Gildenheis has detached, come around and grabbed the ball carrier off the back of the mall. And it's just like, oh, Jesus, right in front of the referee. And how do you miss that? And it's just like, you know, that was, they had started to get momentum forward towards the line. It was really disappointing. Because you got to feel for Southland. I mean, I, I think everybody sort of like, you know, feels sorry for Paul Flake and having to you know, support the Southland boys. And <laughs> so I get them behind them. And it's just like, yeah, they, they performed well. They defended so stoutly um, against Bay of Plenty, bashing away at their line. And they finally get that opportunity at the other end of the field. And to get a disappointing call like that. And it was so obvious that he's detached and reattached onto the ball carrier at the back of the scrum. Uh, ball, sorry. Yep. Um, we've got a special thing for you now. I'm going to uh, hand you over to uh, Sam Cannon. Uh, whoops. 
Here we are post-match after the uh, Bay of Plenty and uh, Southland game. Um, the, uh, how are you finding it being back uh, in my Saint Cup rugby, um, training with the guys and in, in, enjoying uh, the perhaps a less or the smaller team and a bit less stress or in, in, and just enjoying the rugby? Uh, yeah, it's been good after, I suppose I had, well, felt like six or seven weeks off after Super Rugby, I uh, got that damn concussion. So it's been awesome to be back with these boys. I've uh, watched from the distance the last few years the, how well they've been playing and sort of what they've been building here at Bay of Plenty. And it's, it's pretty nice to be back living in the, uh, Living in the bay and, and mixing it up with these boys, and we had a pretty uh, hard fought win tonight. You did, but and you got a cap uh, to captain for the game as well. So, um, yeah, um, your choice to take the three and get the lead. They decided not to take the three and go to the corner, and that probably was, uh, and in the end, the difference in what did you say was a very tight and cagey affair. Yeah, I think we had um, one early on with maybe about 20, 25 to go where we took the corner and it didn't pan out, and then we got another sort of. I thought we rolled the dice there. Um, the next ones we got the chance, or well, at least get in front first. Um, before we have another crack, and um, yeah, there wasn't much in it. And it was a lot of um, a lot of kicking. A lot of, I say very cagey. Neither side wants to play in round half. That, that's kind of the because it's a bit wet out there, with cold conditions, or just that's just playing your, your right end is the best place to, to be. Yeah, um, but we looked at Southland last week, and they um, kicked the most out of any team in round one. Um, so we just knew that they wanted to play in our end, and we thought we'll be patient and play the kicking game too. Um, and I think we're also seeing a little bit more um, a tendency um, from Super Rugby RT at all with a little bit more kicking. Um, and maybe maybe that's what what, what the difference was today. Uh, yeah, and having a Terry Black and um, Hollins Head, you've got two guys there who really can kick tactically and, and move you around the pitch. They must be nice as a captain having the faith in those sort of guys to, to do that for you. Oh, yeah, they are. When we get out on the field, I might have had the, the armband today, but those guys are running the cutter in terms of putting us in the right um areas of the park and, and calling the shots so um two pretty pretty experienced and then and classy players and perhaps a guy has not had the the, uh, the opportunity at super rugby that he might have done but in chase tier tier again another guy very vocal out there very much a leader keep um driving all the players forward as well another fantastic uh, player at this level yeah he's um he's the side's vice captain i think he's closing in on 50 games for fair plenty so he's um He's given a lot to this jersey and he's so passionate about it. He's a guy that brings a lot of energy out on the field. He's got a bit of X factor and can make something happen out of nothing. So, um, you know, Chase is a pretty important part of this team. Great. Thank you very much for your time and uh, enjoy your time with the uh, with the All Blacks and, uh, and yeah, hope you don't get too stir-crazy in, um, in you know, your hotel rooms over in Australia. Uh, cheers, man. Thank you. Thank you very much, everyone. Yes, hope you enjoyed that interview with, um, uh, with Sam Cain. Uh, for more interviews, uh, post-match interviews from the uh, Mighty Ten Cup and the Farrah Palmer Cup, go check out um, right, uh, New Zealand Sports Radio uh, Facebook page. Uh, we've got a whole uh, chunk of, uh, I, I try and get about between, well, I'll try, about, I'll try and get four interviews per game. Um, just, I don't always achieve that. Uh, then I'll keep Not meaning as KPIs. Sometimes, we'll have words later. Sometimes players, sometimes players and coaches aren't available, but hey, um, there we go. Um, the um, Sam, uh, Sam, I am green eggs and ham. Yes, there we go. Um, us dads will know that. So, Dr. Zeus, sorry, I think everybody knows that. Dr. Zeus, sorry, oh, no, I didn't talk to his daddy. Um, anyway, um, moving on then after that. So, I, I, I missed the next game because again, I was driving. Um, but um, we had uh, after that, we had the uh, what did we have after that one? Um, man with two, I oh, know we didn't, no more games after that. That, uh, that was the last game of the night, but um. Uh, today whoa, we whoa, whoa, back the truck up here. Beep, beep, beep. Which game was the last game of the night? Oh, back Lenny, sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah. Um, by the way, looking up on the old um, Loggerwood um, history, I'm, I, I have uh, maligned Taranaki. They are generally, generally get a few more um, than, uh, than just one. They've got, uh, they actually have some quite good runs. So, yeah, sorry eight and a five in there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Sunday. Manor 2 versus Otago. I missed this one because I was watching the Crown Farmer Cup game at Auckland. Did you, did you catch this one? No, I didn't. No. So we can't comment on the game at all, but we can give a score. We can. Um, 25-36, so Otago won that one. Um, look, Otago, in my, pre, in my pre-season interview with their um, with, with their assistant coach, was saying, this is a season they are, they said, look, if it, um, the success of them is promotion, they don't get promoted, it's a failure season. This is they, they, they Otago. Put a, Otago. They put a line in the sand, clearly, Getting that win there, um, a big improvement after losing to Auckland last weekend. You've got to remember, all blacks aren't available after round three, so we'll see. We'll see how, how that kind of pans out. Obviously, they get a Randfernie Shield challenge next weekend against Taranaki. Without the Barrett brothers, 
That's yeah, without barriers. And Bayer as well, who's also yeah, a fantastic player for this. And um, possibly if the depending on what happens in the ten to twelve, they'll be losing lots of both shares soon as well. Potentially. The um, nocturnal rate says yet the real Otago showed up. Um, the oh, the other game I missed because it's, it's on at the same time as the Auckland Money one was the Hawks Bay versus Counties Manukau. Um, 31 17 to Hawks Bay. Again, didn't see that game either, but um, because they were on the same time there. Yep. So, um, but in saying that, you'd have to say County's got to be disappointed. Either that or they really sort of outperformed themselves against Heaven the week before. Um, there are certain teams that sort of do well against better opposition. Uh, Drop their bundle against the... Well, well, so they, 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 they do well defensively and then they run out of steam. Yeah. And then when they come up against someone who is um, more that kind of level, um, they where, where it's not just a purely defensive effort when you get a score in, and they have to attack more, they can't necessarily do it. Um, I think this is perhaps more Hawks Bay um, fronting up back to the level that they, that they should be at, considering that they've been in the playoffs the last two years. Um, I, I, I would consider Hawks Bay to be a better side on the whole than the, than the, than the counties. Counties know um, Kieran Reid, for example, so losing that leadership. Um, he was big for them last weekend against Tasman. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm not surprised by that result. Um, it, it, that's back to me. It's what I think the level of those two teams are. Um, and then, wow, Wellington. I was just going to say Jordan sort of saying that the old or two gave, gave away two intercept tries. Um, and, <laughs> and I think the uh, scoreline, what was the scoreline in that Man or two Otago game? Manawatu uh, Otago, um, 25-36. So that's quite a big uh, mm. helping hand that the, the Turbos gave to, to Otago then. So, yeah, well, they'll be hoping that they get some um, Mappy back from injury soon. Uh, let's be honest. Um, obviously, the loss of a Terry Black also big for Manoa too. Oh, dear. Uh, what he's moved, well, he's moved up to... Uh, oh, yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving on then to the final game of the weekend. Auckland 21, um, Wellington 39. And basically, for me, so this one started out with um, basically uh, Wellington giving up a discipline that's awful. Um, three, three penalties in the first um, in the first three minutes uh, and a try for um, uh, for Auckland. Uh, and then after that, basically the yeah the, the Wellington players um, listening to the head coach after talking to the head coach after Leo, he basically looked, look, the players got themselves together, realised you can't be giving away penalties and cut that out. And then for the rest of that half, they just didn't give up. They only made like one mistake in the next 30 minutes. They only made one mistake, but it's just like, you know, right. The the, um, the die was set for Auckland in terms of they just, the, they played like a very inexperienced team right through that. I mean, that period in particular was very, um, uh, the impact of that was massive for the Auckland team because it was just poor rugby. Poor rugby. I mean, like they didn't. There was the massive gap in the in behind the defensive line that they wanted to keep kicking into, yep. and it's like they didn't solve it. And it's just like um, I've never been a big fan of Jordan Trainer anyway. And it's just like you know uh, the player, uh, so the commentators referring to him as young, and it's just like no, he's actually been around. He started at Waikato. He's had about four seasons with Auckland now, so he's been around. He's been about must be about twenty five. He didn't fill the hole, and. Um, Wellington took massive advantage of that. Not E. Jordan's. Jordan. Not, yeah, yeah. Tra- oh, trainer. Trainer, um, not trainer. Yeah, so um, it's just like, it, it's, yeah, it's Jordan, <laughs> Jordan Clark talking about Jordan Trainer. And it's just like, he did. It's just like, I don't understand what the selectors see in him. The, um, so, yeah, so yeah, he's 20, 24, had, um, you say, had a couple of seasons at Waikato, um, been at Auckland since 2017. He's got gas. Yeah, so look, he's been around for um, he's around for six seasons now. Yeah, and it's just like he needed to be uh, basically guiding his wingers and positioning himself for the um, for, for the kicking game that Wellington. Because it wasn't an aerial assault; it was just a kicking game. Yeah, it was an aerial yeah. assault. Um, in fact, the Auckland um, back three were actually diffusing any aerial assault quite well um, in terms of bomb uh, kicks. It was the fact of placed kicks in terms of into space. But again, uh, also in another, another side of it also was in the breakdown where I think Wellington got the upper hand, having um, Griefy and Hardy going in the side. Uh, well, yes. Yeah. But um, being, uh, but, but whatever the the um, uh, the but 
there again, you've got two breakdown people against a, a, a back three, including Akiriwani and Hosu Shatutu. Oh, look, in carriers. In, in, um, yeah, sorry, and I was just going to say, and with uh, what Nocturnal's saying, you know, disappointing the quality of the players. Well, they really just didn't deliver at all today. It, it, you know, d- the fact that they got themselves in a position to win the game in that second half, really, they did. But still, the experience with that, in that, that front eight, and they are oh, just disappointing. Yeah, but one thing that's awful in North Adams, um, whenever they scored, they let Wellington back in to score pretty much straight back. Yep. Or at least camp in their half until they score. Yep. Um, in, so they didn't get their exits right. Uh, and that's, um, that also is, is, is another part of it. Yeah. But, um, yeah but, um, and Wellington took, 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 took the advantage. Right. They just took advantage that they had, right? They, they took the opportunities. opportunities yeah. Picking that first half, pull out a lead. Yep. Uh, and, then, and then whenever Auckland scored, they scored again. Uh, and Auckland, whilst you say they were in a position to win it, not if you're going to be giving away scores every time you score. Well, not only that. Well, now I, I, I'm going to disagree with you there because the fact is that um, even even after the you know, the Hoskins are two brain explosion, um, Wellington they only scored that last try because of the fact that Auckland then went into uh, desperation mode, throwing the ball around all over the place, like extra desperation mode. So that's the only. So I felt that if, if, if Hoskins hadn't, if they they just had to go for that scrum instead of the quick tap, there would have been a yellow card. They would have gone scrum again. There would have been a try or penalty try off the back of the scrum. You know, the, the formula is written by the red and black team from South Island. You just have to follow the damn thing. But there was there were 11 points behind at that point. So but they scored just after half time. They they they, they allow a penalty. To be oh no no no, no I get that. I get gap, that, that, gap, that gap was always. Oh no 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 I get that. But we're talking about that last 30. The last 30 Wellington weren't in the game at all. Oh, they're defending the whole And they weren't, and then the fact is that Auckland knew what they had to do, and they started to do it. They were playing the game in the right parts of the field, so they'd eliminated sort of that, you know, not getting out of their territory, mm-hmm. that's enabling the Wellington team to then get their quick score back again. So that was the thing. It's just like, ah, it's just poor, poor execution by the Auckland team. But I just want to say one thing, is the fact is that even in the successful years that Auckland's had over the last few years, um, their backline's never flowed. It's never flowed. I mean, you look at the Wellington tries that they scored. Deception, backline manoeuvres, creating space, and guys just running in untouched. You, you don't see that from an Auckland side. You'll see them score tries, for sure. But they'll be going over in the tackle, barging over, or whatever sort of thing. But you won't see manipulation of a backline of a defensive pattern to break open a team. You know, you look, you look at the... Um, the cross kick for West Houston. And it's just like, what the hell? Again, with Jordan Trainer, what was he thinking? He's running on an angle and leaving West Houston out all by himself. And he's ganking a player that's already got Rico Ioane. He's, you know, he's only an all black. He's going to go assist Rico Ioane on the tackle instead of making sure he stays somewhere within the vicinity of Houston. It's poor execution all around. Yeah, no leadership, totally. PJ, I, nice guy. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I I think there was, um, you know, there should have been a yellow card to Wellington. Um, TJ just not saying the right thing to the ref to be able to get that yellow card. In. So a couple of interesting interviews coming up. I'm not posting them yet. Um, we've got uh, the two head coaches and also TJ Piranara. Um, so, not by uh, Arnie. Not by Arnie. <laughs> no, he, he, did, he, he, oh, was, he hey. wasn't provided for interview. Paul wouldn't have heard this. This is comical. I mean, uh, please, James, no, no more James Parsons in the comments. Please, this guy's poor. Nice guy. Knows his rugby, but, jeez, he, he's trying to put you to sleep. Um, but I think, uh, I can't remember the head commentator's new guy, Dewey Pierce or something. Anyway, um, something must have really happened for TJ to blow up like that because normally he doesn't blow up on a rugby field. Has he watched any rugby? <laughs> TJ blows up on a rugby field constantly. That's what got the Hurricanes into problem because he blows up on the rugby field. It's like, what are these guys watching? They're going to commentate on it. TJ actually talks about that during the interview afterwards, the post-match interview. So go do listen to that. Uh, and uh, yeah, he talks about um, about yeah about how he how he talks and uh, how he talks to ref and how he plays games. Um, so yes, um, the um, so yeah, so that's um, so yeah, so Wellington. 
yeah, did a, did a job on Auckland, particularly that first half, uh, and um, and then Auckland can get themselves back in. Well, have to sort of just with nocturnal at the nine and ten. We'll never know whether we've got any good tens in this city because we have no good nines, and it's just like you know it's unfair to malign a ten when he's getting slow service from a nine, right? And Ruru has basically dropped down the picking order in the Blues in terms of um, you know yeah Finley Christie and then Sam Knock, which I'd say. Christy one, not two, and Ruru is now the backup halfback if one of those guys gets injured. The reason is his pass is simply too slow. It's just the clearance of the ball out the back of the ruck, and also the option taking as well at times is wrong. But the big part is it's just his clearance from the back of the ruck is too slow. Right. He's got a massive defensive game. Got to move on. But um, very briefly, there is going to be an under twenties competition, uh, north, south, east, west in um, Auckland. Um, which what is going to be on? Um, anyway. Well, no, no, no. What, what I mean is north, anyway, yeah. north, south, east, west. It's going to be on Sky Extra. Um, so uh, if you want to um, see what's uh, what, what, what young club players are coming through, check that out. Um, for for uh, young club players coming through for Auckland, um, check that out. Um, so it should be a cracker. So clubs in the east getting together, clubs in the west coming together, etc., etc. Yes. Um, so moving on then to the Crown Farmer Cup. Um, yeah. Uh, for this one, must admit, not seen many of these games. I've been to, I've been at two of them, um, but uh, the rest, unfortunately, I say, I've been driving around, missing. Um, there's only so much rugby you can uh, you can actually see physically in a weekend. Um, Wellington beats um, Hawks Bay 67 to 17. Uh, look, that Southern Division really looks like it's going to be between uh, Canterbury uh, and Wellington. Though those two should finish one and two, I think, in that. Uh, in, Canterbury will finish one after that. Um, the, um, well, we'll see because after that we have uh, we crossover games um, and uh, we'll get on to counties in a second who are tracking fantastically. Um, Canterbury um, 85, Otago Spirit 10. Again, unsurprising. Uh, Canterbury and Wellington basically will beat all the other teams in that Southern, Southern Division by, by, by quite a few. Uh, and, and it will be decided and between them. And it will be decided between those two. Okay. Um, the other. Okay. Will, uh, the, the other, the other, the other, uh, the other problems is really uh, uh, need to uh, well, growing their, their their program at the moment. Well, that, just a bit of um, a, a background of it. Uh, some of these um, provinces are actually putting a team together for the first time. Not quite first time, but, but close. Yeah. yeah, they haven't got the history um, or the depth there um, that's been built up yet. Yeah. Um, the um, uh, and actually, well, we, we should um, actually, to be fair, Manoa two also in with the shout, um, finishing sec, uh, again with with Wellington, and uh, those three will will will, will do, do, do the um the, the second half. We'll finish off on the south side actually. Um, That's so, Manoa two turbos, eighty eight Tasman nil. Yeah, well, there isn't a lot of buying players in the women's game. That's why the um, <sighs> Tasman have got a very very young um, team. One of the problems, uh, so. Remember, um, whereas uh, my tank cup is semi-pro, the uh, the the Crab Arm Cup is 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 totally amateur. So a lot of the players go away to university. Otago doesn't have, uh, not Otago, sorry, um, Otago does. Tasman doesn't have a university. Therefore, retaining players is really difficult for them, um, and they understand that, and they understand that they know that their expectations, so their expectations are lower um, than they they know they're not going to be competing. And it's about developing players, bringing them through. If they go away, hoping they'll come back. Um, and if they do, they do. If they don't, well, hey, they don't. Is there anything stopping, like, provinces what, you know, paying a play? Like, yeah. you know, to get them in? Yes, because the um, these, are, these are all, um, I, I believe, I haven't gone around and checked every single one, but I think they're all community, um, uh, community um, teams. And that would be the, um, you know, one that question, I think, uh, that was on Twitter about the 23 versus 22. Um, so, so the community seems to be they get funding from, from things like Sport Waikato, um, Sport Otago, whatever. Machines. Um, and um, <laughs> machines. Um, uh, and that means if, so all the sponsors that are on those jerseys, that money does not go to the team or the players. That money goes into the central pot for the province to, um, to, to cover all their rugby repeaters. One of those repeaters is the community team, but that community team is also funded by that. So it's not the same stuff as men, where the men is a, a, a professional team. Where the sponsors pay for basically the team, um, they don't pay for the other uh, other activities that the provincial uh, provincial unions do. Um, so, so yeah, no, there is there is definitely funds uh, they're not allowed to go in and buy players. Um, so no, that's not going to happen. Um, yes, 
the so um, um so the so yeah so, so between those three and then the southern one um what's happened this year and the reason we're getting these blowouts is that previously there's been a premiership and a championship um, um, and um this year it's gone north and south basically to save costs on transport um because of covid um and um and, and so there's depending on who you talk to depending on whether you whether they're going to revert back or not whether they should revert back or not but yeah there's basically a lot of very young programs um Last year, Canterbury had a scrum coach, and I was like, "Oh, cool!" And I asked, the, I asked him, "Where you?" I asked the head coach, "Where do you find money?" He goes, "Oh, it's a uh, that's it's a volunteer, like we all are." The head coach for Canterbury was a volunteer, right? Not, not, not uh, now. They probably got a Ashwin Stopping. They look. He, he probably has a women's development coach, a women's development role within the within. So, so look, there are um, women, to build the game. To build the game. Uh, and part of that is is running the team basically, but they're not full time um, Crown Farm Cup coaches. That's, that's, that's a very much part time of their main job. Um, there just isn't enough to do it. So you have very young programs that they basically need that, 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 that need time to grow. Um, some of them are growing quicker than others. Look at Northland, for example, who put up a very good uh, fight against uh, Auckland last weekend, having only um, been around for two years. Um, going into the Northern Division then. Um, Taranaki, massive congratulations to Taranaki. It's their third season and it's their first ever win. So congratulations, Taranaki, who beats North Harbour 32-29. Oh, nice. Wow. Oh, no. Look, to be honest, good these, game, good game. these two teams will lose all their other games. <laughs> okay? be, but, 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 I say, but. this was their cup final. Yeah. And, and, and like you said before, it's like, I mean, if they did the championship premiership, they would be playing teams at the right, that level. And they'd be having really good competitive games. Yeah, these two will. These two. These are these are two championship teams, but up against some of the the Auckland, Canterbury, so Auckland counties, counties um, uh, and Waikato, three really long-term established programs uh, programs that win the Crown Farmer Cup or, or, or challenging for the Crown Farmer Cup on a regular basis. Yeah. So um, yeah, I say they are going to get beaten by all the other teams. But well, congratulations, Taranaki. This is your first ever winning. Uh, I mean, it's the third year in existence. They've lost all the games in the last two years. The first win, well done, girls. Fantastic weekend for Taranaki. Got the Randfilly Shield and their first ever Cup final. Get win. on it. Brilliant. Take Taranaki. Good party time in New Plymouth this oh, weekend. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. There is not a sober person. Um, yeah. <laughs> Taranaki, uh, yeah, New Plymouth. Who's going to milk the cows? No, no, one, no one's working Monday morning. Um, moving on then to the game I caught the last 10 minutes of. Um, which um, uh, which was uh, Bay of Plenty versus Waikato um, finished 10-21 um, to Waikato um, in this one um, again Bay of Plenty uh, one of the well, actually I think they're a Premiership team from last year but one of the lower uh, Premiership teams um, Waikato long term um, and, and got a couple of Blackburn um, sevens in them um, to be fair um, I've gone blank Kelly Brazier um, has joined um, the uh, the Bay of Plenty, and they also have Les. That was interview with her. Oh, gone blank. Anyway, she's the captain of the team. Thank you so much to her because her baby needed feeding. Uh, and she and she she stood stood out for stayed out for next next two minutes to do the interview before going inside. So thank you for her for her time um, and um, for, for, for that. Um, so yeah, Waikato. Yeah, uh, I say I only saw the last ten minutes of this, um, but. Um, Waikato so did say after they were targeting this game because I think it was the Chiefs Cup. Yeah, it was the Chiefs Cup. I'm surprised that Bay of Plenty haven't really targeted the um, the Women's Sevens program because you know you're looking at the likes of Portia Woodman and Tyler Nathan Wong. And I know Tyler Nathan Wong lives down in Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'd sort of think, hey, you'd be a good person to target to say, come get the beer, to stick around because you've got a house down there, lives down there, um, playing in the Bay of Plenty. No, uh, she. She's buying a house down. She's building a house down. Building a house down, sorry. I yeah. think she currently... I think it's built. I thought it was built. Is it not built? Right now. Don't know. Tyler, if you want to let us know. know. Um, <laughs> uh, you um, stayed with my cousin. The, uh, <laughs> um, look, clearly the the, the, the the Blackburn Sevens have been spread around the, 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 the provinces, not all been allowed to just join Bay of Plenty en masse. Otherwise, they would just wipe the board. Let's be blunt. Um, well, I, no, I won't say that because it's seven players. 
when you look at their county's team, their county's team's doing awesomely well because they've got a forward pack that delivers ball and goes forward. And also has sevens player at play as well. Oh, yeah, sure does. Yeah. But, so, but, you know, the but, ball that they're getting from their forward pack but is... The, 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 the difference is, the Farrah Palmer can demonstrate this, the, the Blackburns, Blackburns as a whole, but Blackburns sevens players are full-time professional athletes. Yep. They get to train the whole time. Yep. A lot of these girls don't get to do that. They're having to work and they just train. Tuesday, when Tuesday, Thursday nights rugby, and they have to fit in their own gym sessions. And that's and the, the baby. And well, yes. um, <laughs> except she's a blackbird. Oh, um, she. Yes. Oh. <laughs> um, so she. So she is. Yeah. So she. So she. She does get paid. Um. At John, um. The um. But. Uh, but that. That's why they've had to spread out the professional athletes. Otherwise, professional athletes just because they've just got more training. They. They would just run. They would every team. Um. So. Um. That game there. Uh, then today, oh, cracking game between um, Auckland Storm and County's Manicab. Finished 22 36. Um, two of the teams that are going to be at the pointy end um, of this competition. County, man. Counties are going to be at the, are definitely going to be at the pointy County, end. Yeah. Yes. Um, you've got to say, um, yeah, Chan Shepherd had a good, good interview with him. Um, haven't put it up yet, but that'll go up tomorrow. Uh, the head coach of Counties. Unfortunately, I didn't get didn't manage to interview anyone else in this game. Um, but um, uh, after a big win over Harbour, uh, this was this was this they had the week off. Then um, oh. the following week, they came into this game because they're big uh, and obviously targeting this game um, against an Auckland team that have beaten the beaten Naki and North Harbour. Oh, sorry, Naki and Northland, not North Harbour. Um, so they they they, they knew this was, this was going to be a key game for their uh, for their campaign um, and just. The power of the game line was the big thing for, for, for counties. Uh, you're, get, you're getting over that game. Well, not just the four back down, they, they're um, a very powerful 12 and 13 as well. Mm. You just, if you just keep getting over that game line, getting front football, it's going to tell in the end. Um, and that's really, really what happened. It's 5 12 at half time. Auckland just keeping themselves in it. Um, but in the second half, yeah, counties fall away as they, this extra power really wearing down Auckland. Um, Auckland also just dropped the ball way too many times. Handling errors is a big, big thing in this game for them. Um, really let them down. Um, probably why Richie wasn't going to come out and talk. He was probably very angry with that. Um, to be honest, uh, the, if they if, if they kept their, if, if they kept hold of the ball, they would have been in this. But what they by dropping it, what they're doing, they're getting into scrums. And we're talking about two a great uh, yeah against two powerful packs. Um, it's a real fight, but obviously again. The, all the extra attacking the Auckland girls having to do, they're going to get worn down by that. And yeah, they did get worn down. They got worn down. Uh, Auckland, uh, sorry, and uh, uh, Counties went on to win it, even with a disallowed try um, as well. Um, so, yeah, so congratulations to Counties. So, yeah, we're probably looking at Counties versus Henry Canterbury final is the is, is, uh, at this moment. But as I say, Auckland, Waikato, um, Wellington. Wellington, and Manor 2 will just be. Oh, Manor 2, you reckon? Um, yeah, they've uh, they 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 put in a say. Well, they've, they've, they've had good teams in the past, but I'm just wondering. Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, they still need to have a good board pack. That's the thing. That's then that's always going to be a question mark. Yeah, um, maybe they will get over, overpowered. Um, trying to look at their other results. So yeah, they lost 10-36 to Canterbury, and then they beat some um, Tasman 88-0. That's it. Oh, that's so, today. Yeah. Oh, today. Yeah. So um, so yeah, maybe uh, I say. They'll be thereabouts rather than there, I think. Um, so yeah, but I, I, so um, but um, yeah, that's how I see things panning out, folks. Um, good to see the All Black Select uh, head coach was at the Bay of Plenty versus Waikato game um, and talking to all the girls afterwards and having chats with different players. So uh, look, they're getting around the around the traps, um, talking to the players, which is good to see. Um, they've got to select two internal uh, teams, three internal teams. Yeah, but uh, look, 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 they. they they, they could do it all of TV and streaming if they wanted to, but it's good to see them there talking to players involved and keeping, hopefully keeping the players up to date with what they need to do to try and be in contention, etc. So, ah, right, so right, right, that's, right. That, 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 kind of, that communication, I think it's good to see. Um, I wasn't listening in on the conversation, sure, sure. obviously, but um, you've got to assume that's what was going on. Um, How are you going to break a Watergate scandal if you don't get involved in this conversation? <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, thank you very much, Austin. That's all right. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. 
Um, don't forget, folks, please do share the show. Um, check out all those post-match interviews. Um, there are some crackers in there, and there are some not quite so good ones. But hey, that's um, that's just how it goes. Uh, and um, please don't forget, you can listen to us on the go. Just download the podcast, I support, uh, New, Zealand, New Zealand Radio Sport. New Zealand Sport, Sport Radio. Radio. New Zealand Sport Radio. Jeez, oh, it's the end of a long weekend. New Zealand Sport Radio. Just check it out. iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all those wonderful um, podcasts. He means it's a long weekend, but been uh, a big weekend for him. Not a long weekend to go to work tomorrow. Yes, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, folks. I hope you had a good weekend. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.